It is November 22nd, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, talking about SmackDown on Fox, the go-home show before Survivor Series. Now, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. I am joined, as always, on Fridays by Michael Wiseman. Matt Morgan is coming along. And, uh, Michael... It's crazy. Nick Hosman calling me right now. There's stuff happening in the world of wrestling. I mean, do you need to pick up? I mean, it's Wrestling Inc.'s own Nick Hausman quickly getting a hold of you saying, dude, what is going on? What is happening? This podcast is so good. He's got to call us in the middle of it now. Whatever he has can wait because this podcast is happening right now. Matt will be with us in a few minutes. I am pumped to be here tonight. I got a text from Matt. Now, I must say to our loyal watchers who are in my age group, you will get this. Michael, you might be a little too young for this, but I feel wow. like with you and I here, this is like Gary and Wyatt hanging out on a Friday night, and uh, Chet's going to so- show up soon, and we're just going to, you know, get make our lives a living hell. Get, what were these names? Gary and Wyatt and Chet? Oh, you're so young. Gary you're so young. The chat room gets it. They understand. You know, at some point, we'll be wearing bras on our head and trying to make a woman on our computers. Uh, anyhow, you're missing out, dude. You're missing out. What Smackdown is it? What's the reference? You got to tell me. Weird science. Oh, oh, yes. Quintessential I... films of the 1980s. Her, I was born in the 1980s. I'll tell you, there was a period of my life, I think like in 1990, maybe, a friend of mine, uh, we would just hang out every Friday night. And I kid you not, the same thing. We'd watch weird science. We would just get food, <laughs> watch weird science, and like watch MTV and fall asleep. Like that That's was awesome. our Friday night hangout uh, for a and long now time. kids I watch us and fall asleep, right? So I, or you watch WWE and fall asleep. But tonight, oh, there was so much that happened tonight. Um, I want to focus on the good, which is Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, where have you been all these years? I know you're only 23. But God bless you. You are exactly what wrestling needs. Not just women's wrestling, but wrestling. She's getting the star push this week. Getting the yeah. segment on SmackDown or on uh, NXT with Becky Lynch, a one-on-one match tonight, going toe-to-toe with Sasha and Charlotte, getting that pin. That pin tonight was, I mean, you saw Lance Storm retweeting it. Like, this is one of the coolest finishes to a match ever. Yeah, man, it's, this is one of those things where Shayna Baszler was the focus for so much of the early build towards Survivor Series and the triple threat women's match. And in the last few weeks, Rhea Ripley has just taken over here, right? You mentioned on Wednesday night, the spotlight they put her under. And then tonight, she looked fantastic in that match. They gave her the win on broadcast TV, right? And I think that you come out of this this whole few weeks of uh, cross-brand warfare, and she's the one person in my mind that's like, get her on the main roster, get the belt on her. No disrespect to Baszler, who I do have. I think she's a great in-ring talent, right? But Rhea Ripley, she has superstar written. She just does everything so big. And um, yeah, tonight looked fantastic with two other veterans in the ring. And we're going to talk about this. And if if you're not down with Rhea Ripley, let me tell you when Matt comes on, we're going to have this conversation all over again with Matt Morgan (laughs) because he's also a fan. Uh, Rhea Ripley is, I think, the most credible female fighter in all of professional wrestling. Even more so than Ronda Rousey, Rhea Ripley, the way she carries herself, the way she looks, her stature, her demeanor. I believe she legitimately could kick the ass of any woman on that roster and probably half half the men, at least half the men. Well, and part of what she has, I agree 100%. Part of what she's got going for her is the size factor. She just looks intimidating, right? But I think the other piece of it is 
that wrestling component she gets so naturally. I think when you talk about Ronda Rousey and comparing her here, Ronda Rousey brought that MMA background, but it took her a while to pick up the wrestling fundamentals and they protected her from that for quite some time. We've not had to see Rhea Ripley go through all of that in front of yeah. our eyes. And so I think that she's combined that, that MMA fighting style with a very natural professional wrestling style. And you can tell it just pays off to have that strong background in both. And a lot of it's the look. I was watching footage uh, last night that was making the rounds of her farewell match in the Australian indie she was wrestling in when she had longer hair. And I would say looking at her, she looked like a very, a very nice young lady. Like someone that, you know, like, like someone that like, uh, your mom uh, has in a class at the junior college. You go, oh, that's a, that's a nice looking young lady. She's got a bright future ahead of her. You get the right haircut. You get the right gear. She got her swagger. And if, if I was in a dark alley, I, I would be, I'd be like, like, just don't, don't make eye contact. Just look down, <laughs> just look down. Like, seriously, she is, uh, fantastic. And I'm so, so happy to see her get this opportunity tonight. So. We opened the show with the blue brand backstage, Baron Corbin trying to bring everyone to attention, but oh no, it was Roman Reigns, the big dog, uh, that tried to rally the troops and started arguing with Corbin until Sasha Banks came in and interrupted. And uh, they said, yeah, we're going to open the doors, let him attack, really telling you what kind of show this was going to be. You know, this is the thing where Baron Corbin's called out Roman Reigns for a few weeks now, and he's kind of done it in this really hokey kind of, you're not really a locker room leader, but look, I got this dog mascot out here, ha 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 kind of way that I think has cheapened him a little bit. I think he's, again, he's a great talker. Don't saddle him with these cheap segments. But this tonight, both of them, of course, the locker room being there feels very staged and a little bit forced. But it did have a point, and that's what I liked about the opening segment here. It got Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin in front of each other. Of course, it was also advertising the main event of SmackDown. They're talking about Sunday, right, and what's going to happen with the brand warfare. And then the women got in the middle. And so I think, again, this was a very quick five-minute op cold opener for this show. But it was very effective in what it set out to do. And you're tuning in. You're like, oh, okay, I'm psyched for Sunday. I got a main event here. Um, you know, the women are going to go kick ass right now and I'm going to go watch that. And so I, I think it worked. It was very effective. SmackDown has had some bad openings recently. So maybe that's anchored my opinion, but I like what they did here. And it was something different too. Yeah. Um, I think that it was, it was good to see everyone together. It was a very nice bookend between the top of the show and the end of the show. Sure. With NXT showing up. I thought that was very, very well done. Um, Neurotic uh, 613 in the chat predicting that the uh, Roman Reigns dog mascot will face the Fox robot, the Fox <laughs> sports robot at Mania. I am all in for that. Um, That's so some women... good stuff right there. <laughs> so the women came out to the ring. Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, Carmella, Dana Brooke, and Nikki Cross. They are the SmackDown Survivor Series team. She talks trash about what they did to the NXT superstars this past week. And then she called out Team Raw saying, I know you're in the building, uh, calling them out as well. Team SmackDown waited in the ring until Charlotte Flair's music hit. She came out with Sarah Logan, Natalia, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Asuka and Kari Sane. And uh, they were facing off, but then out came Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, and Tegan Knox. Fans were chanting NXT. Um, man, like, you, you know what I like about this? How often do you feel like we see the women's division of a single brand really 
showcased in a meaningful way, let alone all the women's divisions. If you're a casual viewer and tuning in for the first time, compared to the guys, I think the diversity of the women would be something that would get uh, your average TV watcher maybe to give this a second chance because they do not look like your stereotype of what a wrestling program is. Sure. I 100% agree. We were, uh, my wife and I have just been catching up on glow. And one of the, the cool things about that show is that spotlights all these different women characters. Now, many of those are caricatures or, or somewhat racist, but that somewhat. show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the point being here is that glow and, and that whole product was based around a diverse women's cast. And yeah, WWE has this and all three brands, different looks, different personalities. I think they sometimes try to pigeonhole characters in the same way. Lacey Evans, they were guilty of this for a while with her. And when they let them be themselves and bring out those unique things, it makes them stand out. And from top to bottom, I mean, those were three, the opening of the show, showcasing all three teams, those were three women's rosters that I am firmly behind. And I would love to see them devote more time to matches outside of the championship feuds on each brand. So we had this brawl tonight. Man, if you love just watching human beings <laughs> in massive brawls with one another, this, this is like your week right? In WWE. This is like your two weeks. <laughs> if this is your fetish, forget, you know, the enhancements. You're just sitting around watching this glued to your DVR and rewinding it again and again. I don't think I've ever seen mass crowd violence so repetitively as much as this week. Just a lot. Like they're just doing a weight limit test on the ring. Like how many people can we actually support inside of this? No, it's, it's like a Royal Rumble every segment, you know, everybody just runs out all the time, you know? Which is funny, too, because the Royal Rumbles seem so choreographed by comparison, where we've got, you know, three fights going on, and we've got someone in the corner, someone outside the ring. I mean, this is just like chaos. Yeah. Yeah, it really does feel like just absolutely people everywhere, just punching, kicking randomly. They all do wear their shirt or their brand colors, which I appreciate because I'm like, okay, I know who you're fighting. Um, but, but also... They've been doing this for a while. They've been doing the run-ins, people running away. And I think the difference this week is they're letting them fight more and they're bringing in meaningful people to fight more. And so you're seeing kind of that payoff after weeks and weeks of teasing it. Yeah. And tonight was uh, the best lineup. I mean, this was not uh, the, the B team, not Bo <laughs> and Curtis. I mean, this was not like the second tier of stars tonight. We got everyone in the mix. So um, in the trash talk before the brawl talked about uh, with uh, them, you know, the captains having a match. So tonight we got Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks. Charlotte Flair, I feel like gets like, like bleeds from her face, whether it's <laughs> a broken nose or her lip, she might as well just become Gene Simmons at this point and make it part of her gimmick that she's got blood <laughs> Like on her face when she comes does, out to the does ring. she need the makeup the full the full on thing right no, she needs the... she should spit blood she should come out and then just like spit blood like the demon yeah you know? <laughs> I feel like that goes directly against their whole motif of bringing her up as royalty but she looks so intense too like when she has that blood on her face and she gets pissed off right like she is a scary woman do you think she's blading do you think this is intentional or this is like legitimate. Like, think about how often whenever someone bleeds in the ring, oh, it's a blade job. They're adding color to the match, you know, uh, crimson mask. In this case, Charlotte's like the rare wrestler that just can almost bleed on command. If she's blading, where would she be blading from? Like the blood is coming like oh. out of her pores and her cheeks, right? There we go. 
Mark says she bites her tongue all the time. <laughs> Maybe that's a trick her dad she picked up from her dad back in the old days, saying, you know, Ric Flair, when I started wrestling, we couldn't even afford razor blades. You had to bite your tongue to add color to a match. God, that does sound like a Ric Flair story. <laughs> uh, okay, but but here's the question for you. The, the, the moonsault out there, I thought this spot was fantastic. There was this really cool spot where she does a moonsault off the top turnbuckle to the outside. People are very critical about Charlotte Flair's moonsaults. What's your take? Um, some people hate them. Some people love them, right? Nick loves them. I mean, if that's your thing, I mean, can you fault Otis for doing the worm? You know, can you fault <laughs> Big E for his pelvic thrusts? I mean, moonsaults, if that's what people pay to see. It's like with uh, when Pac was, you know, Neville in the WWE, if he didn't hit the 450 people were disappointed. Yeah. I, I, her height, I think makes it look impressive, whether her, her landing, her delivery, all of that. I know people are critical of, but I think because she is so tall, she gets to that top turnbuckle and jumps to the outside. It's just incredible. As Colt Cohn <laughs> is pointing out, Ric Flair could draw color, renewing his driver's license. Mm. Uh, but yes, as uh Castropolis is saying, it's, it's not needed. All the moon salts. Uh, maybe it is a little overdone, but again, if you're paying to see it, if that's what you're there for, if you're a fan, and I think this is what people need to remember about wrestling is that we are the super fans. The majority of fans that are there live in the building probably don't watch every week. They certainly don't tune in with the obsessive amount of detail necessarily. I think the live event audience, yes, there are hardcore fans there. But there's also a lot of casuals and people that are going out and maybe instead of watching TV, it's their chance to see that favorite talent in person. And you know what? If you are a super fan and you are in attendance, I mean, Michael, wouldn't you feel sort of uh, ripped off if you're there for the like your one chance to see Charlotte Flair live and she doesn't do the moonsault? Absolutely. And also the fans in attendance can't tell if she lands perfectly or not and can't tell how somebody looks underneath her and how they catch her, right? So wrestling is a live event show and they are still doing this for the audience. There he is. Hey. What's hey. up, Matt? What's up? Chat's here. Um, so Rhea Ripley tonight. Good starring role for her tonight, I thought. I just thought it was a lot of the same old, same old, though, with... And I know they got to build a Survivor Series, but it just feels like I've seen this, because I have seen this 95 times this week. Yes. If you like people brawling, this is your week. <sighs> We've seen it. This was played out. I wish they would have given Ray Ripley this opportunity from Jump Street instead of giving it to... Uh, Shane, well, they had to build for that championship match, right? So it made sense to give it to Shane, I guess, that first week. But um, I would have liked to have seen Rhea get this limelight that first week. Yeah, although making up for lost time, right? I mean, in a match one-on-one -on -one with Becky this week that she didn't yeah. lose. Yeah. And then tonight, how awesome was that finish tonight with her sneaking the pin on Charlotte? Big. Yeah. Big. Big. The only thing that I worry about is ask the fans in the chat room this actually i want their opinion if do they think that all the noise being you know was there too much noise surrounding tonight's episode with thirty thousand wrestlers on each roster coming in and jumping everybody and having these huge melees and schmazes did that take away at all from Rhea getting a pin on charlotte flair tonight because when you said that i love Rhea, and yet i don't 
already kind of it was forgettable. Yeah. Um, with that finish, though, Landstorm uh, tweeting out, this might be the best finish I've ever seen. I think it's my favorite in recent memory. Not so much the part where she's getting into the ring, but when you just see her slide in underneath and then turn that submission into a pin, I thought was so masterful. It was. No, it def- physically, it definitely was. Creatively, it definitely was. I just, what being bookended, though, with nonstop, um, again, schmazes. Just, yeah, just, I don't know. They don't I mean, there was to do the, that. There was a lot of you know. I think the the ending match was very short. A couple of them were very short matches, but they did have some good wrestling and some good fast paced wrestling in between those um, those things. And also, I cut them a little bit of slack this week because they are trying to sell uh, the the pay per view on Sunday as kind of a final go home. I think actually NXT this week it felt more like they were doing the brawls this week tonight it seemed like it kind of made sense because we've been building towards this for weeks and weeks and weeks. So I, I did not bother me quite as much. I don't think you don't think a team of traveling five women together, wearing a a blue shirt and another team of traveling five women wearing red shirts and a team of same with the guys all hanging out in their little clubhouses together, taking their little (laughs) bus rides together to these events together just it's so corny i don't know they made it corny to me i just i've seen too much of it and i, I know it's the go home episode but they've done the going home episode yeah. seven times already uh i want to i want to uh see those vignettes matt i want them like the bad news bears like in a, oh, van. They have a party bus to, <laughs> yeah they're on a party bus together uh, don't give wb an idea them, girl, girls wait till we get there we're gonna show them who we're gonna show them what's up like, did you see what's her name tonight? Like, terrible um, on the mic, and she's usually not. Sasha's usually pretty goddamn gold on the mic. Tonight she was hokey as hell. Girls going gonna dung go get it. What? <laughs> Just be you. Stop friggin' perpetrating you to be somebody else and checking their name. Be yourself. <laughs> Them girls Tam- going get it. What? <laughs> I'm going to make that my new ringtone. I'm going to cut that out, put it on my phone. So corny. So it's Tammy in the chat saying the brawls three times this week for three weeks has gotten a bit old at this point. Um, But again, let's get back to Rhea because we want everyone to love her, right? Like we do. Um, Big big win for her. Big. Um, I think sky's the limit on her. Um, She's... and she's believable. Did you see any ounce of her being, being trepidatious, trepidatious in that match at all? I didn't. She looked like she belonged and then some. I said this before, Matt. I think she could kick the. I think she could legitimately kick the ass of every woman on that roster. Yes. Half the men. Half the men. Yeah. Yes, I, I concur. Yes. Yeah, she is uh, awesome, and uh, I'm really excited to see what they do f- uh, with her after. This um, so we got Sami Zayn and Nakamura coming out. Sami Zayn having a, a mystery bag with something in it, and he presented Nakamura with a brand new Intercontinental Championship with the black belt. I wanted to see more of it. I don't. I still don't quite get what it looks like. Did you guys did you pause at all and be able to zoom in on it at all? Well, I, I want to see what it looks like better. I grabbed a screen grab for the Wrestling Inc. Twitter, and I think WWE put out a render of it. It's very busy and very gold, like shiny gold heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the old IC title is very clean looking. And of course, Cody Rhodes, people are speculating, oh, they got rid of that one because Cody Rhodes brought it back. Right. I love that white one. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, I liked it back whenever you had the, I mean, I grew up watching the Attitude Era, so I'm biased. But not that I was a huge fan of that IC title, but the IC championship in that day looked kind of like a modified version of the WWE championship, right? The WWE championship was round and had the world. The IC title was a little bit smaller. And and I kind of liked the fact that the two titles played off one another. I thought that was a, an interesting way to go about it. But I, I liked the like the old, old one. That, that, yeah. that was it kind of looked in the shape of the NWA title almost. It mm. was... It was a little leaner, like oh yeah, the, the one like Snooka had. Uh, right. Who else? You know, who else? Uh, Tito Santana and Valentine. That that one. That was my favorite yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I think it looks kind of plain based on what we saw tonight. With it, I don't think this stands out as much. I want to see it again because I, I, I was annoyed I couldn't see it. Like yeah, it was right on TV for us to see. I just don't know what the hell was on it. It's it like looks- it was crazy gold with a black yeah. belt. Yeah, those NXT titles have a lot of that gold too. Yeah, but they are very distinctive because they make the logo very prominent. My issue with this was, mm. I feel like there's a lot of words and a lot of design, and it just was like, what do I look at with this thing? You know, what is it though? Like, what what's the main bulk of it? Is it an eagle? Is it like it's a smiley, a world. Is it a a smiley face emoji with heart signs coming out of his eyes? What is it? <laughs> it's a poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we go. Hey, oh, good job, Glenn. Okay, okay. I don't know what that gimmick is on the left. Is that Nakamura's like logo? Yeah, yeah, that's a okay, and that's cool. Okay, I like that. Okay, I like the 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 globes on the and the borders of it. I do like that. Is that a WWE logo in the middle of the diamond? Yes, it is. Okay, that's pretty sweet. Okay, there's just like a lot of designs. Like there's like a little bitty like a what are those things doves carry? Like the kind of leaf that a dove carries. Anyway, there's like one of those on there. This, this yeah. isn't. I mean, it didn't look like this when they when he was holding it for what for what it's worth. They probably changed it afterwards. Just this is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it does yeah. say heavyweight too. I don't know why it bothers me, but it says Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, which just bothers me just a little. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that other stuff, Glenn. What you else you got? <laughs> that was just my Twitter feed. <laughs> Nothing exciting. Um. So anyhow, uh, new title, Sammy tonight. Looking good, doing his shtick. I did think he looked good. He did a good job of getting Nakamura over as well. He put himself over, but we put Nakamura over slightly more. Perfect. I thought first split second when Nakamura handed <laughs> him the title, he was going to yell out psych and then like run away with it or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but I thought that was going to happen. Mm. Um, yeah, because I, I really thought Sammy was going to get added to that match somehow this weekend, but I guess not. Yeah. That yeah. Well, I thought he was going to get added to the match tonight, too. It seemed like they were setting that up for them to be representing Team Blue, but didn't happen. So what'd you think of this Bailey segment, Michael? Um, You know, Bailey, again, I, I get that she's trying to be on the offensive here, and she's trying to go out there and say, hey, I'm going to call you out. I like the role reversal, but I, I still just struggle with her, and I still find her not believable on the offense here. Was it the backstage pre-tape? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Terribly unbelievable. Yeah. Again, yeah. she's one of my favorite. I hate crapping on her. I don't I'm not, I'm not a, I don't like it. I don't like having to do it. But I watched it tonight. I was like, God dang it, I've got to say I gotta bring this up tonight. I have to say this because it's happened too many times now. Go back and watch. I've been very easy on Bailey since she's turned heel. But enough's enough. Tonight I was watching, I was like, Good lord, not not one word she utters is viable. Okay. Not one is believable. Like she, we're supposed to believe that she thinks Becky Lynch is scared to show up against her. 
Yeah. Right. No. That was the first sentence she said was about how Becky uh, Becky Lynch won't show up because she knows better. No, she doesn't. She would eat you alive and jump rope with your tonsils. She would gut you. And and, and I wouldn't that just that's right away, just not good heel. It wasn't even like a heel trying to brag and act like they're tougher than the other because she herself didn't believe it. Yeah. There's just a difference in believing in what you're saying. Okay, and if you can't believe in what you're saying, then you better make sure you get with that creative team and say, hey, guys, these are some words that I'm about to be using in which you're going to really force me to act. I'm not that great of an actor. I'm a better reactor. Can we change this around a little bit so it fits me more and I'm a little bit more believable? I'm the women's champion. I'm now a heel. I don't got many more uh, bullets in the chamber here of fans being willing to stick with me for more shots that I take with these backstage pre-tapes that nobody buys. Yeah, I got a couple left before they completely say this was a failure. They got to do something, and maybe it's a feud with Sasha. Maybe that's the key to uh... Uh, something. I don't know what they're doing with her. I don't know if is, it, is she legit. Maybe not comics. That's happened to me before. Yeah, where I wasn't confident. I was inside my head a lot, and it screwed up my promo sometimes. You know. Yeah. Well, and the gap between her and the other women's champions, I mean, the gap between both of them and Becky Lynch is is, is already there, right? Oh, but I God. feel like Bailey is is dropping back um, so far behind the other two. It, it's just, it's not good. And, and, you know, you think about if Sasha Banks had been in this spot, right? This would have been a much more interesting decision. Tim, Tim Tango Gore says, Bailey needs to do something seriously dastardly. Yeah. It's like she's just emo Bailey. No meat to the heel turn. That's right. No meat to the heel turn is right. That's a great, great comment. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so after the Nakamura Sami Zayn segment, uh, Roderick Strong came out. Then AJ Styles came out. Um, yeah. I mean, what's what it was? If you like confrontation, man, this was your week. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. Uh, then the New Day came out. And they were going to face Undisputed Era, and their surprise partners were Heavy Machinery. So we got the New Day and Heavy Machinery versus Undisputed Era. Okay, here's a tale of two completely different styles. One of, in wrestling, whenever we say comedy, like there's comedy wrestling or goofy wrestling, we call it grab ass. Wrestlers are going to watch it, and they're going to play, they're going to goof off and, and play grab ass for 15 minutes. And then there's the very serious technical wrestlers that, oh, my God, they're so damn good. They're so good. that You take a pick which two sides I'm talking about here. You know, the Undisputed Era, I love how they tag in and out. Everything they do is a frigging wrestling clinic. Yeah. And then you have the other the other side. God, has the Undisputed Era not been spotlighted so well in the last couple of weeks? I mean, even going back to this Wednesday um, on, on NXT – it's just been it's amazing to me them fighting the revival how good that was them out there tonight that do you guys think i'm crazy for thinking that that could potentially be up for like a top 10 yes match of the year yes right that tag match that we saw yes last week or this past week okay and I, I think you look at these guys, these four guys from NXT, and everybody down at NXT has loved them for so long. Um, but but the wider audience on Twitter, right, whatever, has been skeptical of these guys yes. for some time. And yeah. I, they've come out and proven it time and time and time again. And Cole leading this group looked great tonight. High energy, took down guys bigger than him. And, and you know, again, heavy machinery I've been critical of. They looked good out there. I think it was just a very effective use of all eight of these men. 
It was. It was. It just. I just couldn't. Maybe because I'm a wrestler, and I still watch a lot of this from a wrestler's perspective of sure. what, what maybe I would do. Um, excuse me, especially um, you know, including psychology usually. And I, I just, it's hard to get past the again some of the goofiness and the haha stuff, but they're over. You know, you can't argue whether heavy machinery is over or not. They are. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Nick Hosman said, Otis, he's there tonight watching it in Chicago. He said, uh, Otis got the loudest uh, pop of the night up to that point. <laughs> what the freak? I don't but, get hey, Who am I to say? Wrestling fans are changing. I don't know. But at least people are into it. I mean, the Viking Raiders. I mean, I don't feel like anyone's into that by comparison. At least with heavy machinery, I respect the fact that you go, well, the audience likes it. You know, so it's not my thing, yes. but it's getting a reaction. Which is supposed to be the bottom line. Doesn't matter how yeah. you do it, as long as you get a reaction. Huh. So the Undisputed Era won that. And I gotta ask, Matt, between Undisputed Era getting a win and Rhea Ripley getting a win. My I'm... NXT sweep is yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, still <Right>? gonna... <laughs> I'm still sticking with my sweep. I'd love to see it happen, but I mean that man, that would be something. Actually, if that happens, like it's not gonna, but I it's not gonna. you meant SmackDown, right? Matt, you meant it's gonna happen on SmackDown tonight. That's what you meant. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think they do NXT, they want to make this the tertiary, not the tertiary brand, the equal brand, you know, to the mother. I don't see why it's such a big deal to have every single one of them win. What's the worst that can happen? Well, yeah. make sure Becky Lynch isn't the one that takes the pin. There's a couple things you can do to come out of this okay with some of the biggest stars. You know, it, make sure like the Seths doesn't take a pin. Make sure Becky doesn't take the pin. Things like that. So the AJ confrontation I mentioned earlier actually happened after this match with uh, Nakamura, yeah. AJ, and Undisputed Era. Um, I like Sammy with the chair shots to to AJ. Yes, was Vicious. good. Yeah, that'll be a good match. Um, on Sunday, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward yes, to that. It will. Do not sleep on this match. It, it's it's going to be real good. It's going to bring uh, bro- Roddy's going to be brought really. Uh, he's going to bring. Uh, I'll try that again for those at home watching me stumble on my words. Um, he's definitely going to be brought up. Like he's going to go up a huge level. I think in this match, everybody mm. who wrestles AJ does. I've done it. Everybody who wrestles that guy gets brought up another level, and then you throw Nakamura. Yeah, you know what I mean his 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 legitimate his legitimacy that he gets, no matter who works with him, he's just a bat. He's a you know he's a badass, and Roddy's gonna be able to stand out. He's gonna be able to stand out amongst these three guys. That's what I like about his opportunity here. He doesn't look like them. He doesn't work anything like any either one of those two. And if he gets an opportunity to go into his what backbreaker routine stuff that he does, mm. it's an opportunity to stand out. I think. So. AJ and the OC cutting a promo after this most notable thing, the crowd chanting CM Punk and then AJ saying he'd mop the floor with CM Punk. Good. Yeah, he would. Hey man, we'll see. They're going to be in Chicago for a couple more days. If it was going to happen, this is the time to have it happen. Dude, put my money on that match before Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. I mean, the oof, that would be. Yeah. I think Rollins has killed my excitement for any potential feud between him and Punk, and I think Punk and Styles is much more interesting to me. He he seems just so thirsty, Seth. Yeah. I was saying this the other night, Michael. He's so thirsty. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is 
it actually, he reminds me, he's not intending to do this, but Seth's behavior, he's coming across like chicken shit heel, Seth. Everything except in the way that he's booked. Like, that personality would be perfect if they want to make him back to being the authority's puppet. Like, it would fit seamlessly at this point. Um, so Daniel Bryan came out hoping to summon Bray Wyatt. And instead, he got The Miz for a one-on-one -on -one match that was then interrupted um, by Bray Wyatt yeah. as The Fiend. This was, this was cool. The yeah. fans were very quiet, though, for it. I don't understand why. What did I miss that the fans should have been quiet and not losing their mind? That there's a fan favorite getting beat up, maybe? So then I they normally would cheer the Fiend on no matter who he beats up because it's DB, maybe? Yeah. I feel like the Fiend should have stayed on Raw. Because the red light. No, I mean, I just feel like it's smacked. He's been on SmackDown. Something I, I don't think it's connecting as well. I still think it's yeah. cool, but I think... Something's different about it. I can't put my finger on it. Well, this is also weird, too, from a storytelling perspective. Like we said last week, The Miz being out there to set it, or two weeks ago to set it up. And then, like, tonight, The Miz came out. And, and I love The Miz. I think he's a great talker. But he's kind of just gone into full-on heel Miz mode, which I don't think the fans know what to do with right now. Because for so long, Daniel Bryan was bad. Then he became good kind of over time. The Miz has been good. And now The Miz is, like, attacking Daniel Bryan. I do like the fact they're bringing up the history between these two men. But... Yeah, all of this just came across very weird on TV. Also, they keep doing these things where, like, all throughout the night, they would cut to commercials real quick, which I thought was strange. Go back to Ebony. Yes, uh, the red light. Ebony, Ebony, were you there uh, at the show, like, physically in person? See what she says. Um, see what she says. But I did read that comment from other people on Twitter. The, the, the comments, folks listening, is that uh, they're saying they couldn't see a damn thing because of the damn red light. Um I liked, I still like it though. I do like the red light. I think it gives it different. And you guys got to remember what was the number one thing I said I was most worried about with the Bray Wyatt character before we even knew it was going to become a wrestler and wrestle in the ring with that mask. I said, if it got into the ring and if they presented it as a wrestler, my biggest fear would it come across like a Halloween mask at times, mm. at times, not all the time, but at times it cannot afford to ever, yeah, not even for half a millisecond, come across as a hokey phony halloween store mask sure. and in that light you run that risk of it having it in the red light it darkens it that's the whole gimmick obviously behind it i, I hope oh very cool ebony washington she went to the show tonight and is um, here now watching the podcast of course she is <laughs> she knows this is way more entertaining than that show um ebony's got taste um but seriously because the red light it hides it all it, it yeah. hides little aspects of it and it has less chance of showing its ass I agree with that. Same, ah. with, hey, same with the finish, by the way, when he puts on the mandible cloth, same exact thing. All right. It adds a little bit more whatever to it. Suspense. I don't know what the other word is, but it's to hide it looking goofy at times. Yeah. That mask. Mask is badass. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. you cannot afford to show it that long in real light, in my opinion. And then Shayna Baszler came to the ring and cut a promo calling out, Bailey in this uh, uh Bailey came out attacked her from behind oh I'm annoyed I, I didn't see this oh Shannon yeah. Baylor had an in ring yeah yeah oh I gotta go back and watch it what, did she at least redeem herself mm -hmm. hey, she looked kind of dumb I, I thought <laughs> but did she sound confident or is it more like play acting again 
Glenn, what'd you think? I, I thought a little <sighs> bit of play acting and I thought she looked like she came out and she turned her back to the exact place that she runs in from every week. I don't. I mean, here's my take on it. I think Shayna being such a fan is seems at times almost as uncomfortable being a heel as Bailey does. Yeah. Like with Shayna, I don't think this comes as natural to her. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe like this is her personality amped up to 11, but I feel like tough talking in front of a live crowd like this, you know, I've had the same problems with her in NXT. I've just never really bought her promos. And I think that on a bigger stage under brighter lights, it exposes sure. those weaknesses more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is tough. Right. And I think that's the test. That's what happened in all of this. If you go back and look at our discussions in the recent weeks, under the bright lights, under the big opportunities, Rhea Ripley skyrocketed and Baszler was kind of like, oh, it is just, you know, the wizard is just a man behind the curtain. Um, it doesn't quite translate as well. So yeah. uh, with this yeah. tonight, I mean, look, this is going to be a good match with Bailey, Shayna, and Becky. Sure. I just, I'm more looking forward to the Women's Survivor Series match. I am yep. too. Yep. That's because Rhea's in it. That's what yeah. Want. How, how they put her over. You know? Yeah. Um. And then we got the main event, Mustafa Ali, Roman Reigns, Shorty G versus Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. Not exciting. If you were told this was the main event on tonight's show um, earlier in the afternoon, would that make you tune in to SmackDown? I'm sure as hell would make me watch it. They literally did tell everybody this. If you have the app, it beeped on your phone if you have notifications turned on, and it said, tune in tonight. Tonight's main event is blah, 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 blah. And I literally rolled my eyes and said, didn't we just that? see this match last week? Like, I not said, good I advertising. I saw it, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. Right. I don't want to watch this. Damn it. That's what I said. Yeah. It was short, though. It was short. It was very high energy, no psychology. I know, I know, Matt would bring that up, right? It was like just, it was just go, go, go. But, but am I nuts for thinking like, what the hell happened to when they used to advertise? Who your main event? Like they did it here. Okay, yes, great. Kudos to that. But like, do you remember when they used to normally do it like every week? We used to know who the main event a lot of the times would be, and they put people in that spot to draw people in to watch the show. How come they don't do that anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, if they would have announced the main event tonight was um, uh, uh, what's his face, Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman versus Big E. We have the three big, three big men. I would right? be excited as hell for that. Yeah, uh -huh. Uh -huh. something. Give us like kind of a gimmicky three brand something we're not going to see at Survivor Series, but has That's the spirit. That's a great yeah. one. Just put out. Well, I think they think they being WWE, whoever Vince McMahon, whatever. I think they think. The names are what draws people in, right? Oh, we'll put Roman Reigns out there. He's our guy. We'll put Baron Corbin out there. He's our guy. It doesn't matter what we put them in. But the reason that match you just mentioned, Glenn, is so interesting is because it's something different and unique, and that makes it fun as a fan. It's what AEW is doing every week, which is they're bringing up these matchups that we don't get to see or we've not seen before. Right. And I think WWE just thinks the character, the persona, will draw somebody in. And I don't think that works as much in well, 2019. I think that they actually, you know what it is? Actually, Michael, I, I'm going to answer my own question, I think, is that, and I noticed it with WrestleMania. One, I forget what year it happened, but one of these past, I don't know, some odd years ago now, it was not about who the main event of WrestleMania is as to why you're going to purchase your ticket or your pay-per-view at home to watch it. It became, it's Walt Disney World now. Mm -hmm. So you're paying to see the brand of WWE and their superstars. Yeah. 
they won't put they won't really put out there who the main person is, who the main event matches, and who you should want to pay. No Hogan versus Andre, no yeah. Hogan versus Rock, um, Stone Cold versus none of that stuff. They weren't doing that kind of advertising anymore. They don't feel they need to because of how big their brand is. I think now they're so arrogant with that that that's what they're doing on their weekly shows even now. Oh, they're yeah. not tuning in. We're WWE, so yeah. Well, and you hear them talk about this too whenever they think that when somebody goes down, oh, we'll just put so-and-so yeah. in his spot, right? <laughs> they yeah. do that all the time. It's incredibly disrespectful to the talent, by the way, but they don't care. They don't get it. It's plug in, fill by the numbers, paint by the numbers. So we need to start a hashtag. I need to interrupt this for a second because Corey Arnold in our chat room has the idea here. Matt, you're going to hate this, but uh, WWE creative, if you're watching this, in the build-up to Christmas, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler need to change their tag team name to Rude Dolph. He said this one before. Somebody has told us this before. I forget where. Well, this is brilliant. Corey Arnold, you win. Rude (laughs) Dolph for Christmas. Do not. They got us on TV. They'd put them in damn outfits. Yeah, they'll have antlers <laughs> and a red nose. Oh, it'll be brilliant. <laughs> I surely hope nobody from WWE Creative is listening right now, and especially not Vince McMahon, because ah, oh, that's some good shit right there. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> King Corbin, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler won that match, and then, oh. The Raw superstars were there in attendance coming through the crowd. The SmackDown superstars were out there. And NXT, in a move reminiscent of the DX invasion of WCW, were there coming in in a Jeep uh, with their army of NXT invading SmackDown. And we had, you know, to borrow a phrase from the 80s, the brawl to end it all in the (laughs) go-home here tonight on the air with NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Can I ask the fans a question in the chat room? And I remember this when we invaded ECW, their one-night stand, the very first one. I was on SmackDown. And I remember walking through the fans to get to our seats. And they were pissed, right? It was the ECW crowd. But I remember walking with the SmackDown guys. We're supposed to be wearing SmackDown t-shirts. It's crap like that. And Raw was sitting right next to us with their Raw shirts. And I remember thinking to myself, do these fans really think like that we're like brand separated? Like, like I hang out with these guys on SmackDown ever. <laughs> like, do they think any of us like really like had a whoa, a, a whoa Bundy chair before we went out there together and like, had to put our <laughs> hands would, in together? That would be awesome. I would love that. Didn't no. Like, I wonder if the fans really believe that or not. So, like, I was watching tonight and I was watching the girls walk out there. SmackDown specifically. I was like, do the fans like, like, oh no, the SmackDown girls are here. It's on. You know what I mean? Like, do they really believe this stuff? That they're really these teams and they have honor and they're going to fight for their show that they've been (laughs) on for 1.8 weeks? (laughs) I think the one difference this year, Matt, is that this year NXT does kind of have that underdog vibe to it. I'll give NXT it. Yeah. Okay, I will. Okay, I don't like the Jeep. That was a little. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, but. especially with Triple H leading it, and you you hear these rumors about Triple H not wanting to fight for NXT. Oh my God! Yeah, it was too much. He he makes it uncool for a for a it was a cool product. Hunter, get away from me! You make it uncool. He looks like the little league coach with the kids, and he's just <laughs> trying too hard to be one of the kids. Who's putting himself up at bat fourth, number four <laughs> in the damn lineup? Clean up. Y'all everything. can't do it. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I I like the kid he's replacing. It's like 800. Get that. Let these kids do their thing. They're freaking awesome. 
Oh, um, to your point, Matt, about uh, the women together, I feel like in a clip of Total Divas I've seen or a promo, they have all been in a party bus together. Like that has actually. <laughs> 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 even the and for the, them just being serious, and same with like the yeah. dudes, same with the guys. Like it's like I always wonder what the fans think of this. They've been on these shows for two weeks or whatever how long it's been since the draft. Yeah. None of them have brand pride. Even if they've been on it for X amount of years, there ain't no brand pride. Like, okay, the guys that wrestled at the top of SmackDown when Kurt, Eddie, Ray, Edge, okay, Benoit, okay, they had pride because they were put on that show because they were told, you guys are not good enough to headline Raw over these other bigger stars, essentially. So we're going to put you on SmackDown, and you're going to do a great job there. And they're like, we're going to give it to them every week. We're going to have better matches every single week. And they got very competitive. And then that locker room that we were in got very competitive with Raw, wanting to always have better matches. That's the closest I've ever seen, honestly, to people legitimately having any kind of brand identification with the brand they were on and pride behind it. That's literally it, though. I've never seen it since or before. Yeah. Yeah. Although in NXT, they do travel by bus together. I keep taking NXT out of the equation. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying go on SmackDown. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. When they're in Europe, when they're in Europe, they're all on a bus together, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What, what are they fighting for? Bragging rights? I mean, just they keep saying bragging rights. Like, give them something to fight for. You know, I did like it. It had more impact whenever we had Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins staring each other down to sell this bra at the end because at least it felt like two heavyweights out there kind of going tit for tat but yeah yeah otherwise it's just a bunch of guys fighting just because right and i would argue that the history makes that moment sure. mean that much more right yes besides also being two baby faced the company flushed down our throats and neither one times did it work yeah it's working for roman reigns now i think they've gave yes. him a, not flushing him down our throats right. yeah he was the last one that they did it with so i'm saying so is Becky the only top talent missing tonight? Where is she? Maybe she just did show. Show. I don't know. If, if somebody cut that promo on you, Matt, would you have showed up? About, about Becky? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if, if who did? If Bailey had cut a promo on you, Matt, would you have showed up? Yes. Well, oh, come mean? on. That promo? It was terrible. Right. Why would you have showed up then? Oh, I got you. Yeah. 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 Yes, as Joey uh, Adorjan saying, give them a diamond ring to fight for. Oh, and Joey, that's a whole nother thing. I, I don't agree with that either. I think that's corny as hell, too. Well, yeah, man, it, it's original. Okay, it's so is also a million other prizes you can give them. Doesn't mean that it's like gonna draw me to watch the damn show, watch a wrestler get crowned with the damn ring. Yeah. How do I care if he wins a ring or not? I don't win it. What the hell do I care? Yeah. Um. So that Who's was the guy. But who are the guys that wear the SmackDown? There's like a guy in the front row wearing a SmackDown blue shirt. That's the one thing I wanted to ask. Like, this dude's like in the front row of SmackDown. That was given to him. There ain't no way he showed up with that on. He no like shows way. up in an AEW shirt. They're like, oh, hell no. This is. Oh, wait, on AEW? No, no. This was, in, I'm just saying, like, did he show and up I... with an AEW shirt? And they're like, here, take a SmackDown shirt. Like, this probably. dude is dedicated to SmackDown. Probably. No, he's, he's like... not. Nobody is. And he probably did get that as a freebie. That, I was saying that's your chance. If you ever want to hop the ramp, you know, <laughs> wait for the Survivor Series invasion angle, put on the right color shirt and just blend in with the crowd. Um, not that I don't want to give anyone ideas, you know, for uh, next year's Survivor Series. So I want to say this was the go home, but tomorrow night, oh my God, we're going to do this so many nights in a row. Tomorrow mm-hmm. night is NXT War Games. I 
would not be shocked if it, if that ends with Raw and SmackDown invading TakeOver tomorrow night. Yep. So we'll have another go-home show tomorrow evening. <laughs> Um, and we'll be back here tomorrow night to talk about war games. We got a couple news stories to hit quickly before we wrap it up. It's going to be a long weekend. War games tomorrow night, Survivor Series Sunday night, Raw Monday night. Michael, what else is in the news? Well, we'll lead with the lead here. Um, and I'm going to get to it because last week Matt chided me over this. Ratings for the Wednesday Night Wars, week number, what are we in now? Week number eight. And we have it for the first time ever. AEW has lost to NXT. Um, so if you look at this week's ratings, AEW pulled in a solid 893,000 viewers. Um, NXT topped it 916,000 viewers. Damn. So, wow. Uh, here's the uh, breakdown real quick. Um, AEW still topped NXT in 1849 demo. Um, so uh, AEW still pulling in more of that core audience you want there. Um, and Dynamite did drop from last week. Last week, 957,000. This week, down to the aforementioned 893,000. Um, but yeah, NXT jumped up. It jumped up from 750 to 913, which is a pretty solid jump. And again, guys, I think it's because they spotlighted NXT better on both shows. And while Raw was fine, I, I think both Raw and last week's SmackDown were better showcases than the European shows. I think those shows brought down. Oh, easily. So. Um, yeah, what's your take on that, Matt? What do you think? You, you don't think it's simply because they knew Raw superstars and SmackDown superstars were going to be on the show? I want to see who. I want to see who. Uh, what, what kind of huge star from this, this one of these two big brands yeah. is going to show up on this show? Because one hundred percent, yes, absolutely right. agree. What I'm saying is, last week's show went down because because remember two weeks ago. NXT went up for the first time in a while, and they weren't advertising. I mean, AJ Styles showed it up that week, but they. Started. But they weren't they weren't advertising that ahead of time like they were this week. But so. that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about here's here's what here's why it went up because SmackDown and Raw viewers turned tuned into NXT this time is what yeah. that's yes. what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, agree. And, and um, didn't they break a million NXT at the beginning with Becky Lynch yes. and at the end? Yes. Uh, oh, of this past week. Yeah, this week, like it started at a million and it ended at a million with the overrun. People yeah. turned tuning in from AEW, but the rating isn't calculated based on segments. I mean, it's the yeah. aggregate total. Yeah, I don't have the segment by segment in front of me, so um, I believe I saw that. I think Meltzer had it. Look it up; gotcha. it's online. It's out there. Uh, what Meltzer, else is? I bet you Meltzer didn't call it aggregate. Aggregate? <laughs> aggregate. What's wrong with an aggregate? Nothing. I bet you that he didn't call it that, though. Yeah. Uh, um, we did mention this earlier, but WWE did cancel 205 Live and the WWE Network tonight. Um, not oh. a big deal, but um, they're just saying just they had to cancel it. Not a big deal. The show is still going on, but it is not going to air tonight. Probably something to do with them doing five shows over the weekend there. Um, so we'll click that off the list here. Um, yeah. Um, the other big one we had coming out today was... Um, RH Women's Champion Kelly Klein reportedly fired by the company. Um, she With a concussion, right? Well, she has a concussion. She is still the reigning champion, um, but she was reportedly fired. Actually, the way they are phrasing it is that her contract, which expires at the end of the year, is not going to be renewed. Um, and she was reached out to uh, by the Ring of Honor. Um, is he CEO or COO? Joe Koff? COO. COO. Um, Joe Koff reached out and he basically put it like this. They posted this online. Um, he said, so despite the clear breach of your contract and ethical requirements, I still appreciate the time you have spent with ring of honor. So basically 
he is firing her because he says, he says, you also use your social media presence to help the contractor's Twitter account gain traction and to validate his claims, which further your involvement in these actions. This was, of course, in reference to Joey Mercury a few weeks ago, blasting Ring of Honor on Twitter. And um, Kelly Klein chimed in and said, yes, the thing about the concussion is true. Um, I did get a concussion and they do not have a great concussion protocol. Uh, but she did this in the spirit of trying to make Ring of Honor better. Um, and Joe Coff here says basically, well, you are helping add fuel to the fire against us, and we're going to hold you basically. Um, Where's everybody? Where's everybody, Glenn? Lighting them up for firing a woman, not only firing a woman unjustly, but well, a woman, a concussed woman. Is that is that what you're saying? She is concussion? She is. Yeah, she is concussed. She is out okay. right now well, with that's concussion. Even, that's even worse. That's where we yeah. should start first. Um, what the hell? Who the hell fires somebody while they're in the middle of a concussion? And they were wrestling Twitter. This was the main story yesterday on wrestling Twitter was about how get, over it. get thicker skin. How about this? Get thicker skin or as a company, come out and say, you know what? There are some shortcomings we have here. It, yeah. and, and you know what? You did show some light on it. You know what? Our job is to fix it. So no other superstar on our roster has to come out and say something like that again. And more importantly, you don't have to go through whatever it is the hell that you're, if she is going through hell, whatever it is that you're going through at the moment. That that should be his number one priority. It shouldn't be about who's playing grab ass on Twitter or not. It should yeah. be about what. More importantly, what's the context of what she's talking about? For because for a wrestler to come on out like that, okay, in the middle of an actual, you know, uh, something to say, where where somebody else is saying it and you're agreeing with it, like I wrestle for other companies, TNA, WWE fans would say something on Twitter, let's say. And you want to retweet it, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, make Matt Morgan champion." Yeah, retweet the hell out of this, um, or, or whatever. Vince McMahon, you're an you don't know what you're doing with this guy. You know, I love to say, "Yeah, he's right." You know, whatever. But you know better. You know, you shouldn't be doing things like that. So if you do do that, it's a bigger tale of well, something's wrong here because that star felt strong enough and confident enough to put it out there because they felt it was important enough. So therefore, Joe Cop, you should feel that's important enough. Not the other way around and go, <laughs> she took a shot at me and greeted with this guy. When fix your stuff. How about that? Worry about that first. Well, and it's also important to remember, too, she was helping to validate. People were piling on Joey Mercury and saying, yo, you're soured grapes. And she was basically helping validate, like, no, he's not. This guy's legit. Like, she didn't go in there and say everything and agree and like or whatever. But she was just trying to support and say, this thing about a concussion is real. It happened. Uh, the thing that drives me crazy in this comment, because this email from Joe Koff is posted, um, he basically makes it seem like he's doing her a favor. He said, uh, I still appreciate the time you spent with Ring of Honor. Uh, he said, therefore, rather than pursue the breach, which would terminate our existing agreement right now and enact a six-month non-compete, I've decided to let your current agreement continue and then let it expire at the end of the term. Um, basically, instead of actually firing you and giving you a six-month non-compete, let me do you a favor here, and I'm going to let this um, end on good terms so you can go work elsewhere at the end of the year. So I yeah. want to ask a quick question. He released this publicly? No, it was not released by him. Um, she put it out that he gave this to her? Yes. Um, uh, and I, these, yeah, these, okay. he put it out there, or she put it out there, Mercury, uh, Joey Mercury put it out there. So This is the part that gets me. I can't believe how little she was making. $24,000 a year as yeah. the champion for Sinclair. Yeah. I mean, I know people that are like uh, just out of high school that are making not, that much. That's issue. Not, listen to me. When did I graduate college? Okay. I graduated college in 2001. The minimum wage was 30 grand a year out of college in 2001, 20 years ago. Oh. Damn there. 
that's a joke. That yeah. right there, that overshadows almost everything we just talked about. And I don't know if you've read that story, Matt, but basically they told her they couldn't give her a raise because if they gave her a raise, they would have to give all the other women. Good. I know. I know. Angelina Love, who, by the way, carries that division at times, I'll argue. Um, All of them. Good. They're doing it everywhere else. Why aren't you guys? Yeah. (laughs) No way Jose makes more than a month. True. There is there is a certain backlash that is what? happening right now. Why for no way, Jose? What did he do wrong? <laughs> There's a certain backlash that I I think is happening right now. You heard it from Triple H earlier in the week about I don't think talent should be going out there airing their grievances on Twitter, um, <laughs> right? Well, to certain times, yes. Okay, fine. But but what choice do some of these? I'm not saying there's a right way to do it and wrong. And I agree with you, Matt. I, I hear you. Like you got to handle your business the right way. But in certain cases like this. Um, yes. You don't have a choice. There aren't wrestlers unions to represent you. You represent and, yourself, right? And, and, and here's the other thing I would argue with the concussion thing. She, when do they, when somebody on that roster going to have another opportunity to have it be a topic or conversation when the stars are too scared to bring it up themselves? But here's somebody who's kind of in the know, Joey, who brought it up, and she simply said, "Yeah, I'm going through it right now, actually." Um, that's, that's not going to happen 10 more times, 20 more times. So she's like, shit, I need to do this now to make this a better place for the next girl or guy that comes in here to work. And maybe it does make it better. Yeah. I don't think it was just her crapping on them for the sake of crapping. No, it wasn't. She wants to make this company better. It's very clear. She was trying. She believes in this company. She's been a, you know, a great face of that division, which didn't exist for a long I time. Just, I just hate when people don't, don't own stuff. Yes. We get attacked all the time. How am I apologizing? You get attacked all the time. Things are, things are not legit your fault either. You got to know when to take some of the ones and say, hey, you know, it is what it is. I got to have thick skin right now. Even though I didn't do anything wrong, I got to own it. Even though it's really not my fault, I still got to own it and put it out there and fix it. All right. That's part of the job at times, especially as an owner or COO, no less. Yeah. You know, you want to defend your company. I get it. But not on this one. There's certain there's certain battles you want to die on that on that hill for. and there's Others, you just don't. This would have been one of them. I would have sat this one out, Joe. Yeah. Very la- I'm sorry, Glenn, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Ring of Honor, I just can't believe this is what it's come to with this promotion. A company that sold out Madison Square Garden earlier this year. Anyway. Uh, Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, all those guys. Sold no, that they out. weren't there. No, they weren't there. They for were that. part of the brand when those tickets went on sale. Oh. Yes, they were. Okay. They absolutely were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I'm just saying by January that, yeah, I mean. The Briscoe sold out MSG? I like the Briscoes. I, I love think... the Briscoes, but let's be clear. <laughs> they did not sell out MSG. Listen, without doing a uh, random survey, a select survey Ask where we can call all the fans why they bought those tickets, we'll time, never Ring really on, know. Hang on. Fans in the chat room that are Ring of Honor fans only answer this. Who was on that roster and being advertised re- regularly when that was mm, New Japan helped? Yes, I agree. New Japan definitely New Japan helped. did help, yeah. But Bullet Club. Yeah. yeah. So, Matt, the real question, I want our loyal viewers on Just this right with BCAAs. Y'all don't even know what BCAAs are. <laughs> wow. You're fired up tonight, Matt. It's the BCAAs. Uh, that's what it Branch is. Branched amino acids. Oh. Yes. I had one, okay. more, one more bit of news, but you're going to ask Matt a question, Glenn? I don't want to get No, any. no. I, I was asking about the drink. Now we know. Crystal Light. With branch enemy in the like like very, a, like a model on a diet in the 1980s. Oh my gosh! Very last bit of news, very very quickly here. Um, 
It's only relevant because it's going to be all weekend long. Seth Rollins, again today, um, went on 101 WKQX and called out CM Punk again. Stop, dude. Stop. Here's the line. More important. Yes. It's been a good bit of banter back and forth, Rollins said. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There has been none. He's been playing tennis by himself. The boy (laughs) has not been getting returned at all. The bottom line is, the funny thing is, for me, from a guy telling me I need to look for relevancy, here's someone who has been in the doldrums for the past few years because he got his butt kicked in the octagon so bad that he didn't want to show his face anywhere. Now he shows back up on a WWE TV show called WWE Backstage. Um, uh, You can say it's Fox Sports one show all you want, blah, 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 but that show doesn't exist without our company, the company you left five years ago. So say whatever you want, play it however you want. That's what Punk always does. Um, So, yeah. And he, he frames like he's the, you know, representing WWE here in this ultimately underdog fight against the mean, nasty CM Punk. I do like him sticking up a little bit for WWE there for what it's worth. Um, Punk's always like, no, this has nothing to do with WWE. Absolutely nothing. If this wasn't Fox and it wasn't just a straight up deal with Fox, I wouldn't be doing this. So he can hold, so he can save face. Let's just call a spade a spade. Um, because if you're really that much against the product, there ain't no money in the world that you'd sell out for to come back to talk about it at all. If yeah. you were so again, it's what we always see with everybody that claims are never come back to WWE. Never say never. That's where the statement comes from, guys. And this bridge, too, I guarantee it, it will eventually mend it, would rebuild whatever the hell the word I'm looking for is. Um, you know what I mean? I he'll be in the Hall of Fame. Um, and this will be mended eventually. Eventually. I mean, he's leaving it out there. Yeah. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, mean? Did you hear him? He's, he did say, like, like never say never, number one. Yeah, yeah. And everybody says that. He never said that. He used to say the polar opposite. He was lighting grenades. He was throwing grenades at that thing. He was throwing everything he could at that bridge to blow it up. Yeah. He's got the cachet now, too, to come back in that way, to your point. I mean, he does. He's a name. He's he's still relevant five years well, after. I think he looked like physically, though. I just kept yeah. watching him. Go, if I didn't know his name. I didn't know what he sounded like on the mic. And I was just clicking through the channels and I stopped. Would I really think that guy was a former WWE superstar? He doesn't have that fire that he used to have. He's just his man. I'm about a guy at times, so I, I've got to <laughs> stop sometimes. Okay, I think that's it. Tomorrow that's night, it. NXT War Games. Matt, you going to be here tomorrow? I, sh- I, I want to say I am 50-50. Okay, that's a coin toss. We shall see. I'll be here. Raj will be here, I think. Uh, Justin, maybe? Tune in to find out who the mystery man is. Joining us on the podcast tomorrow night. And then Sunday night, Survivor Series, Monday Night Raw. He is at BP Matt Morgan. He's at The Real Wiseman. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Would greatly appreciate a follow on Twitter. And we will catch you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.